Hi, I'm Cam. And I'm Katie. And this is the Nerdbook Review. Today we will be reviewing Steelheart by Brandon Sanderson. Yes. Steelheart is 386 hardcover pages long. It was published in September of 2013. It is the first book in the Reckoners trilogy, which is complete. There's always a bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's also a 96-page short story set in the first city. Yes. What's, what's the first city? The city that we're New Cago that we're about oh, to review. Okay. <laughs> it, but it was but it was done after the series was over. So talking about any more about it would give a little bit of spoilers out. Mm. Um, I guess we're, real quick as far as uh, the timeliness goes, uh, Stormlight Archives, which is his um, own epic fantasy series, it, that book actually just released last week. So in terms of his newest book, that would probably be the one that we would get into. But I had a lot of trouble with it. I've I talk you know incessantly about how I imagine the books in my mind as opposed to hearing that or reading them, you know. And uh, the world was barren and rocky, and I guess I just didn't like the way I pictured it, and so I just had trouble getting into it. Um, one of these days, I need to go back and give it another chance. And then uh, just should mention real quick that uh, Brandon Sanderson, he is the guy that finished uh, Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time. He has his own series called the Mistborn series, which has uh, quite a few books and is amazing. I really like it. It's kind of like a fantasy western with magic. Okay, uh, Katie, you want to go ahead and read the book reads book blurb? The book reads blurb? Book reads blurb. Good book reads? Yes. But good? Blurb. Good book? Just blurb. Good book? Oh, no. <laughs> Ten years ago, calamity came. It was a burst in the sky that gave ordinary men and women extraordinary powers. The odd public started calling them epics. But epics are no friend of man. With incredible gifts came the desire to rule, and to rule man, you must crush his will. Crush it. Yes, crush that will. Nobody fights the epics. Nobody but the reckoners. A shadowy group of ordinary humans, they spend their lives studying epics finding their weaknesses, and then assassinating them. Dun-dun-dun. And David wants in. He wants Steelheart, the epic who is said to be invincible, the epic who killed David's father. For years, like the Reckoners, David's been studying and planning, and he has something they need. Not an object, but an experience. He has seen Steelheart bleed. And he wants revenge. My name is Inigo Montoya. He killed my father. Now prepare to die. Pretty much. <laughs> wow, I never thought about that. That's this this kind of that story. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. As usual, my take: uh, epics have superpowers, and they are universally evil. They've divided the world up into their own little fiefdoms. They answer to no one except more powerful epics. The dogs are, like, making the weirdest whine noises. I know. I'm worried they're going to wake Bran back up. Uh, Only a small group of humans known as the Reckoners fight back. Yeah, so basically the same thing, but slightly shorter. That thing was, like, three paragraphs long. Mine was only three sentences. What's up now? But theirs was also really alluring. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, let's talk about the book a little bit, then. Um, It's basically a novelized comic book. I mean, that's ba- what it boils down to, right, dear? Yeah, and like like I said in the after the other one, it's uh, to the previous 
podcast. That's what this thing is called. Yes. Um, it it reminds me of kind of what it would be if like X Men were actually evil because everyone thinks they're going to do these terrible things in those, and so they treat them poorly. Mm-hmm. But this is like if they actually were all like evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the story is set in New Chicago. It was once called Chicago. It's a little city we may have heard of called the Windy City. Oh, man. Ooh, man. Um, an epic named Steelheart rules. He is a high epic, which means that he's basically immortal. I think like invincible. So they did say the epics age, um, but they're basically, like the high epics are basically invincible. They have offensive powers. Uh, Steelheart can shoot beams of, like basically laser beams out of his hands. Something. And then he also has this crazy ability to turn everything around him into steel. Oh, huh. I mean, I wouldn't have guessed anything yeah. to do with that from his name. <laughs> yeah, know? not at all. So he turns the entire city of Chicago and part of Lake the Erie, Michigan, Michigan Superior, one of the Great Lakes. He turns one of the Great Lakes into part part of it into steel as well. I'm not from that part of the country. Ugh. I'm not supposed to know geography, dear. I was certified to teach geography, but I can't remember at the moment. Yeah, all right. Now whose fault is it? <laughs> Definitely not mine. Yeah. So, uh, Chicago, now New Chicago, he rules it, and then he has a set, like, set of, like, lesser, but still high epics that help him rule the city, along with then, like, even more lesser epics. The epics are above the law. Well, first off, they have, at this point in the series, they've carved up their own fiefdom, so there's not really much of a real government. Yeah, but early on in it, he says even they kind of had to make laws that made them above the law because they couldn't do anything about it anyway yeah so the government tried to get around that and still be in charge it seems like by Mm -hmm. just saying we're in charge but they can do whatever they want yeah (laughs) so obviously the world becomes quite the dump dump yes it is a one character point of view book a kid named david He's 10 in the prologue where he witnesses Steelheart kill his father, just like it said in the uh, blurb, so we're not giving away too much there. Yeah, and, it's like the first 10 pages. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, he sees his dad die, but his dad manages to uh, actually hurt Steelheart. I mean, just barely minorly. Gives him a... Just a wounding. A, gl- a, a graze. A glancing blow. A glancing blow. But just, so a, then, just a flesh wound. <laughs> just a flesh wound. But like, actually just a flesh wound. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So then what happens is is that Steelheart obviously kills his dad, and then he kills everybody in the bank that they're in, and then he gets someone to bury the bank deep in earth so that uh, they can't find his weakness. So then, obviously, David then spends the next 10 years basically trying to... Uh, he just studies epics. He tries to find what their weaknesses are, what their powers are, because some of them will have powers that you're not actually like guessing, like they're illusionists or... Or they'll, or they don't, or they hide their some of their powers. Yeah, it says that especially if another epic that even is their ally, you know, gets designs on trying to take over that person, they want to have like a hidden power so that they can always swoop that in and like, bam! You didn't know I could regenerate entire arms. <laughs> yeah. So no one is entirely sure where the epics come from exactly, but they do know that it started the same time that calamity comes into the sky. Um, 
We don't know what calamity is at this point. Except that it's bright red and it's in the sky. Yeah, maybe it's a star, maybe it's an epic. They're, both those things are are given as possible theories in this book. I think this, uh, it could be like a satellite. It, yeah. But yeah, it's just normal people who were already living their day-to-day lives. And then they just got these powers. Yeah. It's not like they were born special or displayed anything ahead of time. Yeah. And... Yeah, because in fact, one of the quotes from the book is is that nobody knows if Calamity only chose people who were already massive jerks <laughs> or if they became jerks when the Calamity happened, you know, when they became epics. Yeah. So David, he spends his life, he's basically just a nerd, but it, when it comes to nerddom of uh, trying to, his, his goal is to, to figure out the best way to kill the epics in the city. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the Reckoners are a group of humans that come in and mostly at this time they just take down like medium level epics who are particularly bad. Like the one that they're going to take down where they encounter David. He's known for, uh, he can see the future and he's like a diviner. But his preferred method is by killing someone and then using their like intestines. intestines yeah, so. to do his divining. They're his tea leaves, yeah. you know. Pass them in a cup, throw a little water in there. And apparently he does this frequently. There's thousands of deaths attributed to him. These guys obviously are going to uh, do what they can to fight. I mean, I think that we know what's going to have to happen in a comic book like this, basically, without giving away any spoilers. But the thing is, is that even though you generally know or think you know what's going to happen, the book still has some really nice twists and turns that, that I... I didn't see coming. I saw one of the major ones pretty quickly, but I didn't see another one of the major ones until it happened at the end. So, yeah, and the one that you didn't see coming, I picked up on the hints that he was trying to drop for you, and I was pretty sure that's what it was. But the other one I was in denial about because I was like, there's no way that one could be, like... Yeah. I didn't see how that one was necessarily possible until later in the... Yeah, and it was probably, like, 80% or 90% through... So, I mean, like I said, it, this is kind of one of those things where you you know the general formula of what's probably going to happen, but mm. he manages to do a good job of throwing, like, twists in there, you know? Yeah. In order to keep the book entertaining. He has some really cool different characters. I know, why don't you talk a little bit about something, because you actually listened to the book this oh, time. Oh, yeah, and I I really liked the audiobook. It The guy was really good at it. The one down... There was only one real downside to it, and that's that there were two female main characters, and his female voices <laughs> sounded really pretentious, because, you know, it's a man doing <laughs> female voices, so they sounded really snotty and, like, real, real pretentious. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have felt that way reading it, because I kind <laughs> of generally disliked them both a little bit not like a ton like one of them's really smart and one of them's really like capable and i feel like they didn't specifically do anything i should dislike it was just the voices <laughs> but then uh the other characters uh one is a gruff man and so i got i liked that voice and then one is a french canadian and the voice was very frenchly very accented which is funny because the book actually specifically says that he was very lightly, lightly yeah. accented, but you knew who the character was on the yeah, audiobook, and though. so I always knew when it was him, and it was really convenient. And then his uh, southern accent for the other guy was really good, 
especially because he was always talking about like uh, Scottish things. <laughs> so it was fun to hear in the that voice too. Yeah. And then he just had a really good reading voice. So I would definitely listen to another book by that guy. I, okay. I looked it up, but I don't remember his name. All right. Oh, his name. His first name sounds like an Irish last name. O'Shea. O'Michaels. O'Shanahan. No, the guy. The guy that we know. That moved here to marry that chick that works at Target. What's his last name? McLeod. I think his his name is McLeod. (laughs) I think this guy's first name might be McLeod. Now I want to look. Oh, no. At least you can now. We have Wi-Fi up here. McLeod Andrews, I win. <laughs> so, all right. So McLeod Andrews apparently was the guy that read it. It was not an O'Shea, an O'Toole, or any other uh, stereotype that a stereotypical name I could have had. Uh, also, a stereotypical, like Scottish last name, Irish oh, yeah. last name. Oh yeah, I was going on Irish names. Wasn't yeah, I? you were. <laughs> well, I think I said Irish, but you I did say be. Irish. But McLeod Scottish. is very Scottish. Come on. We got Duncan McLeod. He's our in a Highlander. There can only be there can be only one there. And also there McLeods in uh, Outlander. Oh, are there? <laughs> of course there are. <laughs> well, granted, <laughs> clearly they're not like main characters, and maybe not until later. Maybe yeah. there's some later, but okay. So I know yeah. that this section. Well, do you have anything else you want to add, dear? Nah. Yeah, I know this. Oh, section... you know what? It did have really good action too. I liked the action scenes. Yeah. There, well, were, and, there were, like, chases. There was, you know, weapons. And there was, like, suspense and, yeah. like, infiltration. Yeah. And, and there are, like, there were some definitely some cool weapons and some cool things like that in this because... And technology. And technology. And, yeah. They're, like, they're scientists who, I guess, they use the DNA from epics and create, like, weapons that mimic their their abilities Mm -hmm. so yeah that was pretty cool um i mean it was a cool comic book novel i mean i know that this Mm -hmm. this isn't the kind of book that that we need to go quite as in like i think that with the our last book uh lightbringer we i mean we spent 30 minutes basically just talking about the magic system and how the world was set up around it Although if we hadn't liked the book very much, we'd be like, yeah, and then there's magic. But <laughs> we're yeah. like, and then did you hear about this awesome magic? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess this it's just not that necessary to go any more into detail about the book than it is. I mean, all we would be doing is giving spoilers at this point. Yeah. So, on to the recommendation phase. Did we like it? You know, I really enjoyed the book. It had a couple of nice twists. Um, it's fast and entertaining read. As a story of good versus evil, but that's not really, um, like, it's not more, it's not teaching any sort of moral lesson, really, you know? Yeah, and that's, I mean, on one hand, it is, like, it seems like it's the good guys versus the bad guys, but there is more to it than that also. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that helps. Yeah. So, um, on the, how did this make it, how did it make us feel that I always ask is, I mean, really, it just made me feel entertained. It wasn't like I felt any sort of, uh. I didn't feel uncomfortable or anything like I have in some books, or or it didn't really make me think deeply about things. It yeah. just entertained. That's what it's trying to do. Yeah, and there were a few like choices in it and things like that, but it wasn't anything super deep, and I don't think it needed to be. I listened to it in maybe two days on my way to work, during work, and on my way home, and it was mm-hmm. it's a good way to pass the time. Yeah. Uh, on the would we recommend to others section... I definitely recommend to anyone who likes, like, comic books or superheroes. 
I think most fantasy fans would also enjoy it. I mean, I can see there being some people who wouldn't, but, I mean, I guess if you like real hardcore, like, dark fantasy or something like that, I mean, the world's pretty dark, but I don't really, I think it was kind of, like, more entertaining and even, like, even though there's some dark scenes, like, more lighthearted as a general, I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, lighthearted, dystopian, like... (laughs) urban center <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> fiction well, well and the main character david he is just awful with metaphors like he they literally don't oh, make yeah, I any really sense enjoy that. so it's really hard though for... i think a lot of times they were just similes but he always called them metaphors yeah just saying yeah okay well either way <laughs> it's pretty hard to consider things like too super dark when you know they're in like a terrible situation, and he throws out a metaphor that's that just makes you laugh. You know. Yeah, there, there was one that I texted you at one point because I think I was further than you mm-hmm. were, and it was just ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, on how I would rate it on a five star system, uh, I'm just gonna give it a solid four star rating. It's entertaining and it does the job it's trying to do. Sorry, I had a yawn in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I was gonna go with a four star as well, even before you said that. Okay. So you can't take that away from me. Mine's on paper. <clears throat> <laughs> can't take that away from me. All right. This one, I will say something that I thought about a little bit, and I actually thought about this from a Facebook post that, I'll, that I think we have time to go into in a minute here, but um, on who the main audience is and who should and shouldn't read it, um, I think that pretty much anyone could read the book from the early teens on up. And then One thing, like you could probably even read this to your younger kids, I think. I mean, yeah. maybe like some like eight, nine, ten. Like you could read it with them, or mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. I thought about this specifically because on one of the fantasy book groups in I'm on or pages I'm on Facebook, they uh, this lady says, "Hey, I have a six year old kid who I want to get into fantasy series. <laughs> what should I start to read, or what, or what that I'm going to read with them?" So I, of course, I say Redwall because I think that was an amazing kids mm-hmm. series, you know. And, or, um, you know, Wrinkle in Time, something younger. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, someone posts Gentleman Bastard series or The Black Company. And you're like, uh, and then so my, I responded to him with, you realize this is for a six-year-old? And that person's response was, well, I figured if you're reading them to them, you could just heavily, or you could just edit them. They didn't say heavily edit. But I was like, well, what, heavily edit? Because it's like... Those rap songs where literally every other word is bleeped. There's no reason you would put that on the radio. Yeah. That's what those books would be. Yes. The Gentleman Bastard series and like has like multiple torture scenes. Yeah, so, no, you just skip over that. Yeah. And then it just doesn't make sense later when you don't know what happened to that character. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a series that you could read without a whole lot of editing of any kind. I mean, you know... I mean, this isn't young adult, or the YA, I guess, as people like to say. But you could be a younger adult and, and enjoy reading this book. Yeah, and the main character is, like, 19, mm-hmm. 18. Yeah. Uh, and he hasn't had any sort of, like, real socializing in his life either, so he's far more kid-like in his outlook on... Yeah, and he even says, like, I don't understand why I, like, I'm so hung up on this girl because there's all this stuff going on, but, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's still kind of like a young teen mentality. Yeah. That, then they just happens to be set in a comic book style uh, world. Yeah. All righty. Um, anything else you want to say about the book? I don't know. Go read it. 
Go read it's it. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we enjoyed it. And I have read the second book as well. And I plan on reading the third one. And then after I read the third one, I will read the short story. Oh, yeah. In that order. Yes, that's correct. I'll probably listen to the second one on my way to work and on my way home from work. Yeah, there Maybe you are. at work a little bit. <laughs> Maybe while I eat lunch. There you are. I know this was a bit of a short episode tonight, but I feel like we really got what we needed to get done with Steelheart. Yeah, it's not... I mean, sometimes you don't need to say anything else, and there's no reason to just keep jabbering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do like to hear myself talk clearly. Well, but... <laughs> but anyways, so our next book that we'll be reviewing is The Lies of Locke Lamora by Scott Lynch. I tried to read that once. She did, and she didn't care for it, which... No, I just, I didn't get super into it right away, and then I got distracted, so I didn't get very far at all. So I didn't even have anything to determine if I liked it. Yeah. So it is the first book in what will eventually be seven books. How many and, are out now? Uh, three. Mm. Yep. Is Does he uh, do it pretty regularly? Um... No, but, but there was, he had some personal issues that mm. he's discussed before, um, and that kind of caused a long delay, yeah. so he's getting back on track again. His first two books came out um, one and then the next, within uh, a year after each other, and then there was a six-year delay. So. And then the third? And the third, yeah. So now it's kind of back and actually going? Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah. The third one was actually like 2004. 14 or 15 so there's been a little bit of delay but he's also written some other stuff in between hmm. so uh once again the lies of Locke lamora by scott lynch also go follow cameron on twitter because he loves that thing <laughs> yes uh nerdbook review is my handle on twitter you have to say at nerdbook review they have to know it's twitter oh, come on sorry sorry if, you, if you're so into it you should know these things <laughs> <laughs> so at nerdbook review we also have a Facebook page. Yeah, you like it. You don't join it. Yes, you like it. Nerdbook Review. Yeah, like your uh, your Grimdark thing. That's a group. Well, then why because didn't we people form... post in it. Why didn't we form a group? Because we don't need a group yet. And if we were going to have a group, we would need both. I see. So we can still do a group later if we actually have people that listen to this and want <laughs> to discuss it. <laughs> okay. So, like my page, I do post in there, I don't know, three or four times a week. Usually something relevant to the podcast. Well, to the subject of the podcast. Yes. Not necessarily. He doesn't just post, hey, come listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So, once again, uh, you can also contact us at nerdbookreview at gmail.com. But Twitter or Facebook are probably the best. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Have a good week. Stop.